Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Because ultimately, this is like, who's your favorite kid? I'm like, no. But you know. (laughs) I'm like, it's so easy. You love them both. They're out there, guys. They do not listen to Hustle Humbly. No, they don't. You can really ruin your reputation doing dual agency. Yeah. Quickly. If you do it the wrong way. Right. If you do it the wrong way. Maybe work with yourself. Maybe work with yourself. See how it goes. See if you can keep yourself in line. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's episode 170. Okay. We're going to take another trip down memory lane and talk about dual agency. He who must not be named. (laughs) That's what they say in Harry Potter. You're not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to talk about dual agency? I don't know. I'm fine with it. Is it a secret? People are just either, yeah, it's fine. I would do it. Or they're like, never. You could never do this ethically ever. I mean, honestly. I have so many thoughts and opinions on this, so we're really going to... We're going to dive into gonna it today. We're going to dive right in. But first... So my buyer was going to see the house with her parents and take measurements. Okay. And I was on vacation in Austin, but okay. I was like, it's okay. You can go. The combo's there, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. She gets there at like 8.30 in the morning on like, Sunday. I'm waiting for a shoe to drop. And she's like, the box isn't here. The, the combo box. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And and we did just like finish replacing all the doors and door knobs, oh, but you gosh. still have to have the lockbox. Oh. And I told my contractor like, she's going this weekend. I don't know what time, blah, blah, blah. What? So she's like, I can't. I'm like, can you, I'm trying to call him. He's not answering. I'm like, he's in, he's in Houston for the weekend. I cannot reach him. It's so early on Sunday morning. I'm like, can you look around? Oh. Can you find it? And she's yeah. like, I'm looking, but I, I don't see it anywhere. And so she, eventually she was like, we we do have to leave. Um, and she said, but I'm going to run to the store. And so if he messages you while oh, I'm man. gone. Well, he did message me while he was gone. And he was like, oh, it's in the storage room on top of the brand new water heater. Okay. And I'm like, well, I never would have thought to look there. No, probably not. He's like, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you. And she's like, oh, well, I spent too much time at the store. So I can't go. I can't go back. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. She's like, we did get to look in the windows. And she just didn't really comment much. Okay. You're like, this doesn't sound right. So then I get this email. Uh oh. And she's like, hey, my, my dad noticed that. One of the trees, like, has a limb hanging, so we'll probably need to remove that whole tree. And the yard, like, will probably need to be regraded. It was kind of wet. 
And I said, listen. It's been raining every day. I said, listen, it has been raining every single day. But even like my yard guy said, this yard is so flat. And like every time I've been there, I've been like, this backyard is awesome. Right. And I said, and if there is a tree that's hovering, I would certainly be willing to address it, you know? Um, But she didn't really say anything after that. And I, here's the hard part. And this is a perfect story into dual agency. Oh, you're right. Because you're you're next level dual agency on this. I'm the owner who might represent my buyer. Here's the hard part. As she has been my buyer for several, 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 several months, (laughs) several months, Mm -hmm. she's not super, I, I don't show her houses all the time she she knows okay so i've only seen her a handful of times showing her homes okay okay i am telling you this needs to be her house not because i need to sell it i don't need to sell it i could keep it forever on the market okay fine but i know what she's looking for and this is it and she's not gonna find better or at a better price Mm -hmm. point but i feel like i can't say that too because much you're the because she's going to be like she's just agent trying seller. to sell it to right. me. So I just told her I don't agree that the yard needs to be de- regraded. It's just been raining a ton. My yard guy has right. even commented, "I will take care of the tree." But at the same time, if it's not the house for you, I don't want you to feel pressured. Yeah. When it's finished, before I finally mm-hmm. list it, I am going to ask her to go by. Yeah. One more time. And just okay. before. Just, just, and I'm going to tell well, her the truth. if she hasn't found anything else, I'm going to tell her the truth. I'm going to say, listen, I understand that your dad kind of put a damper on you wanting this house. I'm just letting you know coming as your realtor, not as the owner. Mm-hmm. Because I have been – I don't need financially for you to buy this home. I, I'm not like pushing you or pressuring right. you. I'm telling you as your realtor who has shown you homes. Yeah. This is in the old part of Mid-City that you wanted to be in. Right. But it's not old. Right. It has a new roof. It has yep. a new AC. Yep. It has a new water heater. Everything Where inside of it get is all new. This? You're, you have covered parking. You have storage. You have a screened-in porch. I'm just telling you, if this wasn't my listing, I would still be telling you, hey, this is, I think this is the house for you. Yeah. So I'm going to save that spiel. I think that's wise. Um. And even I even sent her another house like today that was like, hey, this one looks like a good option. Okay. Um, but I'm just kind of like, dad hasn't been on all these showings. Like with us. we same problem you've so, had here many times. So as of right now, I'm just waiting on the the jewelry, the final touches oh, to the be jewels. finished. Okay. Then I'll probably do some staging. And I was kind of holding off on some of the big landscape cleanup because it's just gonna grow back. Right. I was going to do that last. Always last. So once everything's done, I'll have her come back. I'm feeling really excited. It looks so cute. I can't wait. Um, I love the house. And so the the wood wall feature Oh, is I haven't done. seen it. It looks so good. What did you end up doing to it? What do you mean? I, I just tried to match the picture as much as possible. I know, but is it like a whitewash? Is it a Oh, painted? no. You're, you're thinking of the shiplap on the inside. Oh, yeah. It's whitewash. Oh, you mean the front. The front. Oh, my God. I have to see it. It looks so cool. <gasps> And Whitney got this light fixture for it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Um, and so the light fixture matches. It just, it's just really coming together. Oh, I love it so well. Someone is gonna really love this house. I know. I hope it's my buyer because I think it really, like, having her best interest in mind. I think it's the perfect. It's house the for right her. house for her. Um, and you know, I think it is gonna be as low maintenance as she is able to get. Hmm. Um, but. 
Okay. You know. Oh, yes. Loving it. Loving it. Okay. Okay. While we're on that topic, though, of you having your client's best interest in heart and really having to have an honest conversation with her, I think that is the problem with dual agency. Not everyone is capable of acting in a honest, unbiased manner. There are people that dual agency is not made for. Okay. Let's back it up. Dual agency is apparently not the same thing in every state. Okay. So in Louisiana, dual agency means me, Katie, I represent the buyer and the seller. Correct. Both are my clients. I am being paid for both parts of that transaction. Because you are working both Both. parts. Now, can I have a listing where the buyer comes unrepresented? Yes. But they would then have to designate that they didn't want me to represent both sides, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, in other places, they're allowed to have one as a client and one as a customer, kind of like what I'm just saying there, where you can't represent both, but you know, you could do some activities. Here they're called ministerial acts, right? Okay. Yeah. Like you could do certain things for them, but not everything. You couldn't give them advice. Here you cross the line when you give advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when they become your client. Now, There are eight states where you cannot do dual agency as we're describing it. Katie represents both sides at all. Not allowed is, in fact, illegal. Okay. Would you like to hear what they are? Yeah. The eight states are, and y'all can let us know if I get these wrong, but this is what the Google machine said. Wyoming, Alaska, Vermont, Colorado, Florida, Maryland, Texas, and Kansas. Okay. These are where cannot do this. Now, we had asked in the group, in the community, if anyone wanted to tell us their experience or thoughts or what their state does with dual agency. Um, And there were some that had like kind of different. So in California, it could be two different agents, but they're in the same brokerage. And that is still considered dual agency. Because the same company is on both sides. Is representing both sides. Like you just, maybe you just don't even I've done that all the time. Lots of times. Like I have a big office. So lots of times. We're yeah. Right. It could happen. In Virginia, it's we were told that two agents from the same brokerage is then called designated agency, which is what we have here. But it's more like you're the designated agent from your broker to that client. Okay. Like the here in Louisiana, a listing agreement is with the broker, right? Yeah. So actually in Louisiana, if you leave your company, the listings belong to the company. Yeah not Alyssa Jenkins, right. and you have to work things out with the seller. Yeah, because all those contracts are between the broker and the client. Yes. And you are the designated agent. Correct. Right. Okay. So technical. Super technical. So it's, look, so we're going to talk about this from our experience in a place where you can do dual agency. Yeah. But where maybe you don't want to, or you have an opinion. I have gotten a listing a very, my biggest listing that we just talked about last week, because on our initial phone call, he was telling me about his house and asking me questions about myself and he had found me online. So we did not know each other in any way. It wasn't a referral. That is so crazy. So crazy. And he said, um, well, what do, what do you, what do you do with dual agency? And I could just sense in his tone. So I shared with him my true thoughts. It wasn't like I doctored them for him, but I'm like, look, I don't, I don't do dual agency if I can avoid it. 
it's not something that I would like to do. I feel like, you know, I need to best represent the one client. And for me, the best way to do that is to not represent, represent the other party. And he said, great. And I could tell that was one of the things that sold him on working with me because Mm. he didn't want, and especially in our luxury market, there are a few very well-known agents that do all the luxury, dual dual agency all the time, all the time, all the time. That's their niche. And I think he was looking for an agent who did not want to do that or plan to do that or didn't do it as a practice. I think it was more about him asking who I was as a person. Yeah. And it's true that I, as a person, get pretty attached to my clients. And I, in a lot of cases, do not understand how me, Katie, could designate, okay, I have the seller and I love them and they're great and we're going to sell their house and I represent them. And then the buyer comes to me and I'm like, I'm going to represent you equally. Well, I already knew this person first. Like who's, how can I keep one interest, you have your own opinion. I'm going to let you tell it. But <laughs> like, I it's just, so easy. Just, you love them both. No. Me, I'm <laughs> And they like, all want the same thing. Because ultimately, this is like, who's your favorite kid? I'm like, I, no. But I, but you know. But because I know the listing side, the listing person, I either like them or I don't like them. Mm-hmm. So that is in some way going to bias or inform how I feel about the buyer. Maybe I love my seller and I want the best for them. So it's going to be really difficult for me to walk that line. Of but not- the best for them is closing their home. Yeah, but I don't want to negotiate with myself. Hmm. Hmm. That's part of the problem. I do not want to How many neg- times have you been dual agent? I looked it up. Um, there were seven houses in 17 years. Seven and um, four land transactions. So seven, four, it's 11 times. Okay. Land, I feel like, is easier because yeah, other not, than the price, I mean, we're yeah. not negotiating repairs. We're not working yeah, yeah. through major issues. Um, there's still le- less to it. Mm-hmm. But how many times have you done it? 14. So, same, yeah. So, I had 14 houses where I was dual agent. Yeah. You know, what's funny though is. When I was going back, looking at everything to to count, when I hired Whitney in 2019, it dropped off. It dropped off a lot they, because they I I just I didn't want to work sign calls anymore. I was really wanting to focus on people I already knew. I didn't want that, so I was giving her all of my sign calls. But yeah. what's funny is there was like seven of my listings that she has sold, so they would have likely been yours. Yeah, yeah. they would have likely been mine. And I'm fine because I was in a place where I had like little babies. I'm trying to just focus my efforts. Right. So it really dropped off. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like any of yours did not go well? Only, okay, I'm going to kind of walk you through a few of them. Only three of mine. So three of the seven were sign calls. So truly people I did not know reached out to me and wanted to buy my listing. I even think two of the three were cash buyers. And y'all, I feel like the cash buyers are the ones that are like, we don't really care. I don't care. Yeah, you're good. Send me the house. Can I get a little bit of a discount? You know, whatever. So three of them were sign calls. And those were, I haven't done one since 2008. Mm-hmm. Because I do also feel like when I was early in my career, I was less adamant about not wanting to do this than I w- am now. Okay. Right. So I don't, I would rather at this point, I w- just like you giving them to Whitney, I would just be like, hey, listen, somebody wants to see my listing. They seem pretty serious or they may even want to write an offer. You give me a referral fee. You handle it. Yeah. I, I don't want to walk the line. I don't want to, I don't want to be in a position where something goes wrong and they have to, 
they want to sue me. Like I just legally speaking, I feel better just being sure. on my one side. Okay. Yeah. So three were sign calls. Um two of them though were clients of mine who had said, I'm gonna sell my property and I want you to list it at my house. And then in one case, they ended up not, they were like, I did the pre-listing appointment. They're like, we're not ready right now, whatever. I just put them in my prospect board, you know, like kept an eye on them. Well, then I had another client by your side who was like, I really need this thing. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. that's them. Mm-hmm. So then I had to call my previous client and and tell who I sold them that house. Yeah, so yeah. I've sold this house twice now. I'm like, listen, I have a buyer who is a past client of mine who needs to buy your house. Like, this is what they want. Do you still think you want to sell it? And they're like, yeah, actually, we would sell it. Yeah. So that one happened because I it wasn't on the market. Okay. Like I called them and was like, hey, do you want to sell your house to my buyer who can't buy what they want? And that was in 2017. Mm-hmm. Then I had one in 2019 that it was a personal contact of mine that go to school with my kids. They were like, we have this investment property we'd like to sell. They're getting it ready for sale. Literally another parent from school who had been looking for something for their mom um <laughs> had contacted me before like we've been on a search but kind of loosely yeah yeah like over time she, literally the week we're about to put this ha- this unit on the market she's like hey i saw this one and it was very nearby similar kind of thing and i'm like okay well i'm listing this one i think it might be what you want yeah. and she was like it is okay great so that so they bought it before i put it on the market i'm like mm-hmm. look i'll i don't mind if the seller doesn't mind, I don't mind. If right. y'all want to, we can work this out before it goes to market. So that was the other one where I put them together because I knew both I sides. I think what's smart too is evaluating the personalities of the buyer and the seller. Yeah. Obviously making sure they're aware of what's going on. Right. And if you feel good about it, I feel good about it. Yeah. I mean, I I trust myself to know, to truly believe that whatever we're negotiating is as much as you were going to give and as much as you were going to give. Yeah. Like, I truly believe we met where we needed to meet right. to get the transaction to the closing table where the seller is happy to sell and yeah. the buyer is happy to buy. And I'm happy to just work with myself. In the words of Libby from the Hustle Humbly community, she said, what did she say? She said... I realized I really loved working with myself. Right. She that's exactly what she said. <laughs> and and I am that way too. I really yeah. love Here's the thing. When I was dual agent, I was never worried about financing ever. Well, you never worry about any of the balls getting dropped either. None of them. You're like I, I know. I always knew where we were in the transaction. Yeah. I could easily update my seller. I could easily update my buyer. Yeah. Everything just felt so in control. And I have never had a dual agency contract that did not make it to the closing table. Yeah, I think all of mine made it to the closing table too. I do feel like I had one that was a sign call where the buyer's loan, some things went wrong. I mean, they were pre-approved, but I didn't know them that well. Like, sure. There were issues. Like there's always obstacles in a transaction. Sure. And then do you really want to have to deliver the bad news to your seller that the tr- that the closing is delayed when you're also representing the buyer? 
Yeah, not so much. It's not fun. Mm -hmm. That's part of, I think, what it is for me. Like, I don't want to have to deliver. I like being the messenger. And so if I'm also representing the buyer, I'm not just the messenger. I have a, a, a hand in it. Like, I'm responsible. And I think in my mindset, I'm still the messenger because I'm just letting you know that the lender had an issue. Right. Alyssa like, didn't have an issue. You know. I just want to let you know that I, the lender stumbled across this. I believe that you can do this. Yeah, you can. It is very much mindset, checking yourself, mm-hmm. making sure you're not forcing anything driven by financial gain. Right, right. If you are having any of those feelings, you need to say, actually, I have to refer you yeah. to somebody else if that's okay. Um, I had two that went fine but one of them okay so the two quick stories it was my buyer okay i actually had dual agented this same house twice okay the first time i listed it um my buyers bought it okay and it was just the perfect situation okay and then those buyers called me to sell it and you're like sure and my buyers bought it again it was so weird and it was listed both times so it wasn't like off market. Right, right. And um, the buyer, I should have known her personality type because mm-hmm. she was just kind of just a just a very skeptical person. Yeah, right. I had the talk. She was good with it. She actually, mm-hmm. I think, felt better that was- I was involved like okay. on everything. Um, and everything went fine. The closing was a very happy closing. Okay. But then after closing like mm. a few weeks, the AC was having issues. Mm-hmm. And she called me about it mm-hmm. and was like, they had to have known this. And I was like, I, they would have disclosed it. Right. They would have disclosed it if they would have known that the AC was having issues. It's a very old AC. Yeah. Like, you know, we had our home inspection. And so she wasn't pleased that there was no like resolution recourse, right. or anything. Yeah. And then a few years later, she listed that house with a different agent. So it just let me know. Like, like that didn't go she, over it didn't well sit in the well end. with her. She wanted to blame somebody and it fell. I mean, she would. And I actually ran into her like somewhere tailgating or something and it was fine. Right. But it let me know that. But I think if I wasn't dual agent, she was still mad about the AC. Right. But I don't know if I would have. You're right. You know, there's no way for us to know. There's no way for us to know. Now, then this other one, a friend called me to list this house that they had flipped. Mm-hmm. And it was like not the greatest house. And I was not sure about it. But and then my buyer wanted it yeah and i said we just need to have a home inspection yeah you know and he had a home inspection and there were certainly things that came up mm-hmm. but he didn't care i didn't like the house i i was just <laughs> like, like no but i told him i said listen you're going in knowing these things so that's up to you yeah i just treated him like i would any buyer and he bought it but in the back of my mind i was kind of like i hope i don't ever have to sell this house right again Right. Luckily, <laughs> his aunt got her real estate license right. and can sold it, it for him a few years later. But I was feeling kind of nervous. Yeah. One more story. Okay. There's um, a complex called – it's the Red Stick Lofts. Got it. They're like the industrial uh-huh. metal bright red townhomes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I went through this period when I was a newer agent where I got a listing in there from like a phone duty call Mm -hmm. and I was doing all these open houses in there Mm -hmm. and someone bought it with me from the open house. Okay. Crazy. And I think it's just that it's such a unique community. Yeah. You're, it was just like, if they're looking in there, they're not really looking anywhere No, else. nothing else looks like that. No. And then from that open house, I got a listing, the okay. neighbor, quickly after. Right. And so I was doing an open house and someone came and bought it with me. What? That's never happened anywhere else. That's wild. So it was I like had, you were the neighborhood agent. I was for about a year That's with those so two houses. Crazy. So I had two, but, but yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. <laughs> and after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have <laughs> copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've sure. never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes. And we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right. It's just there. It's It's already in there. It's just already in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll send you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful hey enjoy erica said she did dual agency once and realized she didn't want to do it again okay <laughs> she just learned her lesson. she was like no thank you and then ashley said that she did it and got cussed out so many times that she had ptsd well that could certainly happen so look you have to be an over communicator. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to like kind of be firm. I think with both parties, I think you need to be a very confident realtor. Oh, in super how you speak confident. and know that you're doing the right thing. I don't think it's for a newbie. I feel like there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Yeah, doesn't mean they're going to go wrong. And like, if you don't feel like you can do it fairly, like if you feel like me, then just don't. Just don't like you can maybe also tell based on the seller how it's going to go. But in Louisiana, you have to sign a dual agency disclosure and both parties then have to sign it if you're a dual agent. And the dual agency disclosure walks them through Mm -hmm. what are the things I can do and what are the things that I can't do. And I can't tell the seller what price the buyer is willing to pay, like what's the highest they'll pay. And I can't tell the buyer what price the seller is willing to take. All I can do is provide the the comparable market analysis for that property and let them decide. So if you have a buyer that really needs your advice and doesn't have a clue what offer to make, it's going to be tough because you can't give them a number. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot, you cannot say, okay, the house is listed for 200000 You can offer one ninety. You cannot say that. Mm-hmm. They have to look at the numbers and pick a number, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's tough. And if you have a seller who maybe 
isn't sure either. It's the same situation. Like, I can't. They're like, well, I want to know. What will the buyer do? And they're going to be like, you know. And I'm like, I can't. So I did have a situation where I was dual agent. I had the listing. Okay. And there was multiple offers. Oh, God. I don't like this one. It was, it was a questionable situation. But I just stuck to my ground and I told all parties, we have multiple offers. We are asking that you submit your highest and best. What is the house worth to you? Right. And I told my buyer, listen, buyer, in any situation, we don't know what we're competing against. Right. Same thing here. I can't tell you. Here are the comps. What do you I'm going to tell you what I tell every single buyer that I have. What is the house worth to you based on this data of yeah. the other sales in the neighborhood? We don't get to know what the other offers are. Right. You tell me what offer to write and I will present it to the seller with right. your pre-approval letter. And we will look at all the terms, not just the price. We will look at financing, close date, et cetera. Right. And it just so happened they made the best offer. Did you get backlash? I didn't get any backlash. Oh. No, I, mean, I was expecting after closing that okay. someone was going to be like, okay. you won because you were the dual agent. But like I didn't do. So the other thing in our market is if you are willing to negotiate your commission, if you are a dual agent, it has to be disclosed in the MLS as dual variable commission. Okay. Another example of this would be I had a buyer come to me one time mm -hmm. and it was a pretty big buyer, like, you know, 800. That's a lot. Yeah. And it was like one of my first big buyers. Yeah. And he was like, Alyssa, we don't know what to do. Our friend has his house for sale with an agent and we really like it. I'm okay. like, well, great. It's I was so thankful it wasn't a for sale by owner. Like, yeah. And he said, well, the problem is he is telling us that if we use his agent, he will save money. Okay. He'll say he'll give it to us for a different price than if we use you. Okay. And I went, that's interesting. So I looked up the listing and it does not have anything disclosed about dual or variable commission. You have to disclose if you're willing to change your commission. This is brand new information for it's, me. It's it's a law. Yes. So beware. So how do you put that in the MLS? There, under like there's a checkbox. Uh -huh, I know the checkbox. If you are willing to negotiate your commission after a listing agreement has been signed uh -huh. stating, uh -huh. this is my percentage. But if I sell it myself, I'm willing to change it. That must be disclosed so that the public knows it's fair. Okay. So I thought that dual variant commission meant that the listing side is getting a different amount than the- No, you don't have to disclose that at all. Oh, really? This is all very yeah. interesting. If you're taking a different- amount than what you're offering, that's nobody's business. Okay. But they need to know if you're going, that if they're competing, they could be at a disadvantage. Oh. Mm -hmm. So my broker, Connie Kyle, who's so wonderful and a bulldog, as you know from her episode. Right. Called. The listing agent? The broker. broker. Okay. Who was also the listing agent. Oh, God, every time. And was like, we have in writing that you're doing this. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to sell the house to these people for that price. And you're going to take whatever you offered for your seller 
And my agent is still going to get the same that you were offering an MLS. So she's going to bring her buyers and sell this house for this price that your seller that we have in writing from you. Oh, my God. Or if you don't want to do that and you want to break the law, we can go to arbitration. And I guess they just did it. Yeah. So she, the other agent, had to take a hit on her commission because they didn't, I didn't check take the box. any hit. I didn't take any right, hit. Right, right. I got what was offered in MLS because that is what the law oh. states. And because I had the MLS printout with my commission and it's not stating dual variable commission. Interesting. And she had to take the hit for whatever the difference was that she promised to her seller. Oh my gosh. And he had an email from her that Saying said, that. Yeah, I mean, if I do, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he gave it to my buyer, who I then brought it to my broker, who made sure everything was fair and square and by the book and per the law. That's amazing. Because if you didn't have that email from... if she, So we talked about that. She would have still made the phone call. Yeah. And she would have said, listen, broker, we have a situation with seller X here saying that you said this. Yeah. And now they don't want to use... They feel pressured not to use their yeah, realtor. Right. So I think she would have handled it. I agree. Because she handled it. Okay, this it. is also interesting because I know that we're just coming out of or still in whatever this this very challenging market where there's low inventory and not a lot of listings. And I know everyone listening experienced at least one time where some listing agent did you dirty because they dual, st- dual agented in order to get it sold because it's such a hot commodity, these buyers will do whatever they have to do. Do I yes. need? And lots of people have that story where the agent says exactly that. Well, if you buy with me, then you can get it for less. Or mm-hmm. my, you know, I'll give my seller a, a cut or whatever. So, I mean, it happens. I, lost, I, I shared this story recently where my repeat buyers, I have been their realtor on every house they've ever bought. They're very young though. And- I was keeping in touch with them. I had gone on a listing appointment at their home and I saw it be listed. And when I contacted her, she said, I don't know what happened. We're so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. She was like, we really thought this house was cute. And we just clicked on the Zillow link. You said this. Yes. And and, and he told us that he had to show it to us because he was the listing agent. And so to just meet him there in like an hour. And so we did. And then he was like, well, if you buy it with me, I'll help you on the commission with the house that you buy. And we just we just kept saying, okay. And we knew the whole time it didn't feel right and that we should call you, but we just, it happened so fast. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, y'all. The sketchy agents, they don't play around. No. They work quickly. They're aggressive. They're like, sign here. Yes. They will shove a paper in front of your client's face and be like, sign here. They're out there, guys. They do not listen to hustle and humbly. The, no, they don't. And the only way that you can protect your sweet self who's doing the right thing with good intent is to have buyer rules and yeah. like over communication with your clients and like real, and maybe you have to get your broker involved in a like situation. Yeah. Like you're not just going to be able to be nice and do the right thing and everything's going to be okay. No, these people are out there. And here's the thing. She told me we would never refer this person to anybody else. And we promise every house in the future, we're coming back to you. We'll refer everyone to you. So even though I did lose this transaction, it was very eye-opening to them. And I do believe that this agent's reputation is hurt by what my clients are telling the people at work on how she operated. Look, 
That's fine. It comes back around. Karma will usually get people. But I will say there is a there's a place where you're going to have to figure out how to navigate in an environment where this is common. Yes. Like you need to have a plan in place. No. Is it going to work out every time? No. We just did an episode on when you don't get paid. <sighs> right. And we're doing another one. Buyer right. edition. Right. That's there right. are plenty of times where it just doesn't work out. No. But every experience, if everything always worked out, we would have no... Nothing to talk about on this podcast. Oh my God, you're right about that. Okay, so when I'm taking a listing, now I know very importantly that I need to check this box if I am in the, at all in the thought process of taking. I've never cut my commission though when I did a dual agency. Me neither. I just, this is the commission. This is what we're doing. Why change it now? Also, right, right. Okay, but sometimes when the seller is in the listing appointment and you tell them what your commission is and you're talking about dual agency and they're, Feeling a little hesitant. Sometimes it is if you're going to be able to do that and mark the box or whatever your market requires. It is nice to be able to say, "Well, look, if I bring the buyer, we can maybe we can change this." Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's something to have in your back pocket. You just have to do it correctly. Yes, she could have done that. Yeah, had she marked the box. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I loved someone said that they finally understood dual agency when someone described it to them as, imagine you went to court and your lawyer was representing both parties. <laughs> like, it kind yeah. of has that vibe. Like, that's why it's illegal in some states. It's like, But you know what's different to me in my mindset is the attorneys both have very different outcomes that they are seeking. Someone wins, someone loses. Someone wants this to happen. Right. And someone wants this to happen. Your thing is we're win-winning. Yes. In a real estate transaction, we all have one thing right. that we are working towards. Yes. So the attorney would be like, well, she wants her kid to go to this school. Right. To Main Street School. And he wants the kid to go to Main Street School. Right. Like, it's like not why a are thing. we here? Yeah. Right. We're not Why here. are we fighting? Right. We're all in agreement. Great. Great. That's how I feel. Okay. I understand. That is a great way to put it. But I understand where it could, there could be a situation where it is not working out. It could be not working out after the fact. Well, you've learned this. And you could say, I'm going to refer you to another agent mid-transaction if that's what needs to happen. The best way that I can describe this is I don't want to negotiate with myself. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like not that I'm being super adversarial because I still believe negotiations in real estate should be more of a like team effort. We're trying to all get to the same place. But at the same time, I can't get past the part that I feel like somebody gets what they want and somebody doesn't get exactly what they want. Do you know what I mean? Like so it just depends. Right. Sure. Every trans- transaction is and different. And it's easy for us because we do so many transactions. So we know that there's give and take everywhere. But when you're a dual agent and there's give and take, they think maybe there didn't have to be. How Right. Like how. But, but there, but no matter what, you were going to have to. But then they, I see. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah they yeah, just yeah. kind of wonder. Okay. Well, also like this comment, Mandy in Arizona said she hates it, but she does it and has never had a bad experience. <laughs> but she's scared the whole time. <laughs> she hates she's it. She's like, I don't like this. I'm doing it, but I don't, I don't like, like it. it. I don't like it. I don't That's like hilarious. it. That's hilarious. I just was so great. She's like, I don't like. Okay. I'm going to now tell you the story of the craziest dual agency I ever oh, no. did. Okay. I, th- Me. I did it. This is in 2017. Okay. I had... um. Someone contact me. I'm trying to remember if they were a referral. I'll look it up and tell you how I got them. But 
They contact me. They have inherited their parents' property with their two siblings, I believe it was. Okay. So um, I go to the house and they're cleaning it out and getting it ready to, you know, list it for sale. And I, I'm not joking you. This is 2017. There was still 1985 blue carpet in the living room. Oh my. Blue. I was like, okay. So I'm like, all right, you know, kind of walk me through what does everyone want to have happen? Do we have some money to put into the house? So they're like, yeah, I mean, we have some money in the estate. We can change out the carpet. And I'm like, okay. I said, this is what we need to do. And we kind of went through the list. And we didn't do a full renovation, but we did a full paint on the interior. We had to do like the kitchen tile floor was like the black and white checker. Like, I can't remember if it was, I think it was linoleum. So they could just tile right on top of it. So they did tile. They got rid of the blue carpet and like continued the wood from the dining room and like because I had a foyer dining room entrance and then the little foyer went into the living room and so basically they just continued the wood so they did all the they did some light fixtures you know they did everything I told them to do because they're like yeah I'm like look we can list it the way it is but you're gonna take like a $75,000 hit when I think you can put 10 or 15 or 20 into it and get exponentially more right and they're like well we want to do that we want to do that we don't want to um we don't oh y'all are gonna love this story okay so they're like we want to do that i'll tell you how i got this client before i tell you how this shakes out they were a postcard i did a four series postcard from another listing oh yeah so they called me off of my postcard okay so i don't know them other than that they're not a referral to me they're not in my sphere right i just i'm like they're they call me i go i tell them what they need to do they're like yeah we'll do all that great Great. i'm like i help orchestrate i give them some vendors we like make it it takes a while because it's a lot of work right they're going through they're almost done. The The couple that's kind of like in charge, because it's three couples that are like, you know, with grown children. Yeah. The couple that's in charge actually lives a block away. Okay. They'd love living by the parents. It oh, was no. so great. Um, they call me over like we're almost done. And they're like, obviously, I do not yet have a sign listing agreement. I'm quite certain I did not. Okay. And they said, hey listen, we're done. I think we're good. I'm like, looks so great. I'm so excited to sell this house. You did. I love when they do everything. I'm just so jazzed. And they're like, "Um, but we need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, listen, um, we've decided that we're going to buy the house. Like we're going to keep that. Like, so they're like one third owner, right? They're going to buy out the others. others. They're like, we're going to keep the house. And I'm like, okay, you know, I understand. It's It looks yeah. great. It looks, to- they're like, it looks so different now. We didn't even know it could look like this. And we're just, we're real excited. We're going to buy it. And I was like, okay. And my heart just sank. And I'm like, this great listing that we did all this work for. And I was like, yeah, so jazzed about selling. And I'm like, okay. And, and then like, I'm just about to crumble onto the floor. And they said, but we would like you to represent us in the purchase. And I'm like, you want me to still do the listing? And they were like, yeah, because we don't want him to like think we're taking advantage. Like we just, we want you involved. They paid me the full commission. I had told them that would be the commission. And I represented both sides and I sold the seller. So his did he own have house. to sign as seller and buyer? He signed as both. That is the craziest thing. He 
sold himself a house and I got paid a full standard commission. I never even thought about the fact that if one of the parties that inherited wanted to buy it, that they would be the seller and the buyer. He was. Wow. And they bought it. And And they let me sell their house a block away. That is so funny. I was just floored. So like people will surprise you in the best ways. Like they, and I even said, I'm like, you know, you don't have to do that. Like you could save a lot of money by not including me in the sale. Yeah. And they were like, no, we really, you've done so much work. We really don't want there to be any awkwardness with the family. We just think having an agent involved is the right thing to do. They were, everyone was pleased. They were prepared for it anyway. Everyone was pleased. Great. I love that. I was just like, what is happening here? Can yeah. you even imagine $335,000? Wow. Yeah. So I just, that was the wildest one because it didn't go to market and I did sell it. But I'm sure, you know, it, it wasn't like a crazy market situation where yeah. they the seller was the buyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, how can you even, you can't make that stuff up. The only other weird one I had from my list was I have sold four pieces of property, dual agent. Two of them was the same lot twice. Oh, that's weird. In my current neighborhood. There was oh. a lot. Someone reached out. They wanted me to sell it. Fine. I sell it to like a buyer I had who was like looking in the neighborhood. Like, I love the neighborhood. It's great. Oh, I actually have a lot listed. Maybe you want to build. Sure. Great. Didn't work out. Later on, they're like, hey, it didn't work out. We decided to buy. Will you sell a lot for a sure? No problem. Same thing happens again. You know, one of my buyers, I'm like, oh, hey, I have this lot. Do you want to, it's a great neighborhood. Do you want to live here? And they're like, yeah. Oh, good. Did they build? Nope. No. Sold it. Oh. But that time they didn't, they sold it for sale by owner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a third time listing that lot would have been wild. That would have been so crazy. Did someone ever build on it? No, still nothing. Oh. That lot has changed hands more than. We need to go bless the lot. It needs a Joseph, St. Joseph statue or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's my crazy dual agency story. I had a listing that my buyer was very interested in mm-hmm. and it was listed for like 340 okay okay and that was like his max okay he was even like ah oh, i'm i'm kind of pushing it but i love it i love right. it i'm like well great you can just let me know when you're ready right. and i'll help you buy it you know perfect and he was like okay i just want to talk some things over with my lender and just okay. make sure in the meantime out of nowhere i get an offer for 351 oh my god I'm like, but why? You're not competing, but fine. Thank you. Yeah. So I called my buyer and I said, listen, oh. I'm in kind of a situation where I had another agent just come in and send me an extremely strong offer. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the terms of the offer right now, but my seller is moving forward with accepting it. Yeah. And he was like, but but what if I just give them what they wanted? Too and late. I said, it doesn't matter because- I know you and I know the offer that I have and you would not have you would not feel comfortable going where they went. And he was like, "So there's nothing I can do?" There's I said, "No, there's just not." And I said, he oh. said, "What if I match their price?" I said, "The tough part is you wouldn't. And even if you did, their financing terms are just better. The seller is is taking their offer." And he was like, "Okay." 
Thanks. Oh, that hurts. And I was like, I know. I said I was so shocked and disappointed to have to call and right. tell you this. He was like, I understand. If it does have a happy ending, he did buy a house that he felt really comfortable with that right. he liked. So it worked out. But I, that was kind of a weird one where you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But like if I was not the listing agent and the listing agent would have called me to say, Hey, he wouldn't have. just want to let you know we have an offer. We would have made an offer for 340. Right. And we would have been right. rejected. Yeah. So, okay. it, you know, but it was just interesting. Interesting situations, you know. Very. Dual agency is the one that will get you the craziest situations. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm waiting on one. Remember my clients that couldn't get the house in my oh, neighborhood? Yeah. They ended up buying something else. But, you know, we had to do backup offer because mysteriously they wouldn't let us go to our showing. Right. So I'm waiting to see. If that's I, why. That's a great way to not necessarily end this, but a great point for you as a listener who might be taking a listing and potentially doing dual agency, be aware uh -huh. that if you're in a multiple offer situation and your buyer wins it or there's zero days on the market and you end up putting someone in place there or something happens where you cancel showings on the first day because you get an offer from your buyer and those agents are going to feel wronged and mm -hmm. they're going to look and mm -hmm. they're going to say, oh, you sold it. So that's why, like, that's so sketchy. Mm -hmm. You didn't really let it go to open market. It's like or a like, reputation. Yeah. Totally. You can really ruin your reputation doing dual agency. Yeah. Quickly. If you do it the wrong way, for right. sure. If you do it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Just got to always be doing Be it. fair. Got to be that's fair. That's how we are here at Hustle Humbly. We're super fair. Yeah, that was good. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, let's do a toast. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, what happens now? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're gonna do a toast. Wait, how, how do we? How does this thing end? <laughs> on, on episode 170. What? what happens? What do we do? What happens now? Okay, let's see. Oh, I hope that I have everything. I don't know that I know where this person is. Okay. Okay. So you're just gonna have to live with that. Fine. Lauren Line. Her last name is Line. Lauren Line would like to toast to her manager, Chuck, in her Seal Beach office. I don't know where, maybe that's where that is. Somewhere, yeah. For helping me through my first concurrent closing. Without him and his patience and availability, I would have never found my way through this contingent sale and closings. Oh, so, oh, thanks to Chuck and Nicole. So we're toasting to Chuck and Nicole. That's a good one. From Lauren. Cheers, everyone. Sometimes people got to walk you through it. Yeah. Cheers, everyone, and go out there and maybe sell. Maybe work with yourself. Maybe work with See yourself. See how it goes. See if you can keep yourself in line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.